0: Welcome back, everybody, to Football on Full Heel. My name is Frankie, joined as usual by Johnny and Andres. Yep, Rafa in the back, running things, holding the boards down. There it is, another week. More action, more drama, more intrigue. Um, We'll start, I guess, by congratulating Andres, who somehow won another round of picks. He got four out of six last week, so... Congrats there, buddy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Trying to trying to gain some respect here, you know. <laughs> so respect. Well, you had a nice, a nice little run
0: um, to start our post-COVID episodes. And then Johnny had a nice run. And then me and Johnny tied last week. And now it looks like you won again. So congratulations. This week will be interesting because they're all mostly Premier League picks. Obviously, because some things have wound down. But... Um, Slowly but surely and gradually we're starting to see normalcy or some sort of normalcy when it comes to, to f- football around the world. And MLS, the MLS is back. Tournament continues. Uh, uh, LAFC without Carlos Vela uh, dropped LA Galaxy, who were without Chicharito. Um, it was a 6-2 match. It was crazy. Uh, LAFC absolutely destroyed uh, the Galaxy. Now, Vela... Didn't play the, didn't opt for the tournament, and then Chicharito got hurt in the last match before they played LAFC, so he's done for this tournament too, uh, with a calf injury. Um, the Fire, our local team, the the Fire, started the tournament well. They beat Seattle, the defending champions, two to one, and then this weekend they got shut out by two zero uh, to the Earthquakes, San Jose, the team run by Matias Almeida. With uh, a couple of players that, that we're familiar with. Uh, your boy Fierro plays on that team. He had the, an assist this weekend. Yeah. Um, interesting squad, San Jose there, but the Fire's still with a chance to qualify for the next round, but um, looks like some of the bigger big-name teams are already missing out. Uh, Atlanta, the Galaxy. Um, it's interesting. Interesting the, the play. Um, the Sounders are already into the next round, but They've been playing matches at 9 a.m. in the Florida Heat, and those matches have been significantly worse than the evening matches. Just an observation that I made. I feel like they score more uh, when they're playing in the evening instead of in the in the morning sun. Um, so I guess the other good news there is there haven't been any more positive tests since Nashville and Dallas dropped from the tournament. Um, so it looks like MLS, for the most part, without fans um, and for the time being – in Orlando, will will continue into the second round of this tournament. Mexico had a similar tournament too. They had the Copa Por Mexico tournament, and Cruz Azul finally lifted another trophy. Doesn't count for anything, so I'm not super pumped about it. But uh, they won. They beat Chivas two to one on a last minute goal. Um, so I think it's just I'm not taking a whole lot from it, other than um. Hopefully, it's, it's a good sign of things to come from Cruz Azul in the, in the tournament starting at the end of the month um, as normal tournament play returns uh, in Mexico. Uh, Chivas, of course, just dropped a new away kit. Um, they had previously dropped the, the Puma home kit, and it looks pretty nice, and now they dropped the, the away one, um, which is like a third red, the middle part white, and then the other third, like, blue. Kind of looks like yeah. one of those bottle rocket like popsicles used to get as a kid. Right. But definitely interesting. Definitely. Contributes to the pattern, right. Of, of Puma putting out some interesting designs like the, uh, electric electabuzz Dortmund kit. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what else they have in, in store. Uh, but yeah, football in Mexico will be back soon too. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, other places where football will take a break now for a second. Uh, Spain. Uh, La Liga wrapped up this weekend. Um, and actually, it wrapped up towards the end of last week. Um, after we filmed our last episode, uh, Real Madrid sealed the title with a match remaining after Barcelona lost to Osasuna on Thursday. Uh, Osasuna, one of the bottom dwellers of La Liga. And Barcelona, of course, lost 2-1 to one, despite a Lionel Messi free kick. Um, Of course, Barcelona bounced back and won uh, their final match. Um, They still finished five points behind uh, Real Madrid. But I guess more significantly, more important, Real Madrid won their 34th La Liga. It is their fourth La Liga, I believe, in the last 12 years. Um, Three or four in the last decade. Uh, Dominance of of Barcelona coming to, to an end there in Spain. Um, And Real won by five points. Um, I think big shout out for me to Zidane, who when he started coaching at Real Madrid, I didn't give a lot of credit. I didn't think he was much of a tactician or, or I didn't give him. I didn't see him as more than anything more than a man manager. But he's now got 11 trophies in three full seasons and then two half seasons or something like that in, in, as Real Madrid um, manager. So he's putting together an, an impressive display and something that Andres had mentioned before and I know that Johnny had talked about too previously. Uh, he kind of changed the the blueprint there. We're, we're used to Galactico all-out attack, f- attacking football, right? But this year, um, Real Madrid finished with the best defensive record. Courtois won as, as the best keeper with the most clean sheets this year. Um, not what we're used to seeing with, from a championship winning Madrid side, but overall the 34th total win. Um, do you guys have anything? I don't want to detract or take away anything. I mean, Johnny will be the first to say that obviously it was a poor season in La Liga, right? But, uh, Madrid has won every match since we've been back. Um, so kudos to them and, and props to Zidane. um, yeah, I think they're deserved winners, right? Obviously, a better team than Barcelona right now. Uh, do you guys have anything that you want to add about uh, Real Madrid's La Liga title?
1: I'll probably say that um, they probably did deserve the title. Barça definitely didn't. You know, I think we we mentioned that they didn't want it enough. They had a lot of problems outside and inside, apparently. Uh, Madrid just seemed a little bit more united in terms of like being defensive. But the way that they won it, I guess through VAR and penalties, it kind of detracts from what they did because they didn't, like, power they were to the title. They kind of got a lucky bounce in a way, which, I mean, some people will say that, you know, was set up for them to win. But you got to give credit to, like, Zidane, Ramos. Ramos is probably the best defender in the, de- in the last decade, I think, they're saying, with the most goals. Benzema... Um, Cruz has been good in the midfield, Casemiro. So, yeah, I mean, they have a squad. That back line is fine. Um, set set up to win games. So congrats to Madrid.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much to say besides I thought I've been saying all year, I don't think the league was that great. I've seen some of the worst games from La Liga this year. Nothing really stands out to mind that you can say was a great game in La Liga this year. I I remember seeing the Madrid Barca game the first one it was a 0-0 draw the second one was also not very exciting slow midfields, I think there are good ways I think Madrid and Barca are measurably uh, good they've got a ways to go to get to like Liverpool Man City type levels um I I will credit Zidane I think he showed a lot of technical or coaching uh, savviness or whatever. I don't know what the word is, uh, uh, but he,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, if you really break it down, it was impressive that he he basically won La Liga without like without Bale, who only played 45 minutes all year without Hazard, who was injured. And we want to we want to credit them with that. But he made the most out of what he had with two young, young, young kids in Rodrigo and Vinicius. And he pretty much made it through with with Benzema, Cruz, Ramos, and Courtois, I want to say. And that is impressive. I don't know. I really don't know what to say. Besides, I think even from the restart, they they showed really high fitness levels. And they just wanted it more than Barca. A lot of problems, how we were saying, internally and and outside. How Andres mentioned, Barca was just... They were there, but it it just, like, it's a team game, and, like, Barca just, they're still not clicking, to be honest, even though we they won 5-0, but um, whatever. Yeah, I don't take anything away from Madrid besides that they're a good, solid defensive team, but I still don't know what Zidane's style is. I, I, I really don't. Even this year, we were saying it's more defensively postured on Courtois, Sergio Ramos, but it's like, I don't, I don't, see a certain style out of Madrid, even though they won the like three champs in a row or whatever. But that's like another topic. But yeah, credit to Madrid. I think we all kind of picked them as our favorites after the restart. I think it was pretty even, but uh they won ten on the row, right? Ten off the bounce. Yeah. Win the league. So credit to them. I mean
0: (sighs) go Madrid I guess,
2: you know? (laughs) We'll we'll see see how see how they do against City.
0: I love the the sigh before you said that, but uh, you guys bring up a couple of excellent points. Uh, I want to start with what Andres said. I mean, it was deservedly won, right? But you did mention there was controversy, right? Some some tinges of controversy and conspiracy, like the fact that they got a penalty late in the match. In I believe like six or seven out of all of their matches um, since the restart, right when they came back, Barcelona was up um, by four points. Right or two points, Barcelona had the lead. Barcelona was in first place when, when the lead restarted. Um, and then they got the, a lot of favorable refereeing calls. Right, um, Even this weekend, we saw that uh, Luka Jovic hit a ball inside his box, off the arm, uh, and what should have been a penalty for Leganes was ruled by VAR to not be a penalty. Um, so they were getting the benefit of all these calls, and then Poor Leganes, had they got this penalty, probably would have stayed in, in the division. Um, they ended up being yeah. relegated after drawing Madrid uh, this weekend, 2-2. Two two. Um, so, quick shout-out to our boy, El Vasco Aguirre, uh, who was coach yeah. of Leganes. No longer today it was announced he's, he's leaving Leganes, but um, he came in in, in January and, and tried his, his dammit, um to save that club. And, and they were this close. They were a point behind uh, Celta Vigo and almost survived there. Um, but definitely I think it's a tinges of like controversy. Um, again, I don't want to say full blown out conspiracy, but the officiating and VAR certainly didn't, um, it was terrible in, 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 La Liga since we came back. Right. Which like you said, it wasn't an impressive season, um, at all in Spain, but that definitely made it worse. Um, well,
2: it, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad before the restart. That's why yeah. it just raises more flags. How you're saying that it. Really didn't come into play until after the restart. But, I mean, not to take from Madrid, because Barca lost to a 10-man Osasuna. Yeah. So, it's like...
0: And I think more than anything, it's what Andres was saying as well, is that um, to be a champion, sometimes you need the luck, right? Sometimes you get lucky. Um, And sometimes um, that's what champions do. They ground out out the the ugly results, right? Um, So, again, I don't want to detract anything away from this 34th league title for Madrid, but it was a little a little controversial, a little questionable at the end there. Especially, um, like you said, with, with Sergio Ramos, I think he finished with 10 or 11 goals in the league this season. Most of them penalties, but still ridiculous. Um, second highest scorer next to uh, Benzema. Benzema finished strong um, after kind of slumping in the middle of the season and finishing um, post-COVID quite strong on 21 goals, um, and was pretty much Madrid's attack, right? We've already mentioned a couple times that they've been really sound defensively. Ferlan Mendy has been an upgrade, major upgrade defensively over Marcelo. Um, Barane has been healthy, right? And we know that he's a beast. Uh, Ramos has had a stellar year. Um, Carvajal, the the right backs have been, you know, kind of quiet but steady. Casimiro has been excellent. But other than that, the midfield has been a revolving door. Uh, Valverde has been in and out, but good when he was in. Um, like Johnny mentioned, they had young wing, the young Brazilian wingers uh, in and out of the squad. Asensio in and out of the squad with injury. Benzema was, was the constant, right? Like Johnny said, too. They, Madrid won with a, a organized spine of Courtois, uh, Ramos and Verane, Casimiro, and, and Benzema. And not to say that all those players were like the only ones that contributed, right? But that, that, I guess that was what they really needed, right? Barca definitely didn't have a spine, right? They had Messi and Ter Stegen, and that was about it, right? They didn't have that, 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 that structure, right? I guess that's another way that we can really talk about the way that Zidane is coming and managed. It's been a very structured, organized um, team, right? Maybe a little bit left to be desired attacking but he's also made some some tricky calls like i want to give johnny props for mentioning that too Bale played like a hot ass hour all season he was cracking jokes and sleeping on the on the bench and i think it was funny too i don't know if you guys saw but during the celebrations he's like in the back the whole time everybody's like passing around the trophy and having a good time and he's not really trying to be there like i get that he probably doesn't feel like he contributed a lot but i also i don't know he's, he's an interesting character what do you guys make of him not celebrating, or does he go this summer? I guess is a better question. What is his situation now? I mean, clearly Zidane's not using him. Clearly they can win without him. Um And it didn't look like he was super upset about not playing. So what what happens with Bale this summer now? You're muted, bro. You, you started talking, but you're muted. There
2: we go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think he stays unless, like, he doesn't have really any incentive to leave besides if he wants to play, but he's already made it clear it's golf, Wales, and then Real Madrid. Yeah. So it's like, why would he leave? He's in a similar situation to Ozil and kind of De Gea where they're already getting paid guap. Like, they're not going to go take a pay cut because they really want to go play somewhere. Right. And and it's like, Hamas is somewhat of that situation as well. Um, but I think Bale, yeah, I think he leaves this season. I really don't know where. I have I've heard China and I've heard like MLS, but I would like to think he still has a good three, four years in him of like high, high, of good years to play. What do you mean he's he's a beast? And but but yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I think he does. I don't know where he necessarily goes, but I think he has to leave.
0: Are you cool with that on the desk, a player of his caliber and his quality, just riding the bench and, and riding out the final two years of his contract and knowing he's getting paid really well? His agent came out and said he loves life in Madrid, so he doesn't see him going anywhere. How do you feel about that?
1: I don't know. I mean, he's he's come up clutch when he had to, when Ronaldo was there. It's not like he's a player that they lost money on. It was a great investment, I feel. They won a lot of trophies with him. Uh, he's like in a similar situation as Ozil, you know, they just, they're not playing because maybe the coach doesn't see anything in them or they're just not in the plans. And with their wages, they're just like, you know, you can, you can get paid and kind of hang out if you want. You're not really, you're not really part of the team anymore. So I feel like him, Ozil are in the same situation. I don't know. It just depends on what, whether they're going to take a pay cut or, you know, they're going to try to continue playing. Right. Um, I think one player who has shown that, you know, they might still give a damn is like Alexis Sanchez. You know, he's making a ton of money and he's still is showing that he wants to, you know, compete at a high level. So there's definitely when you compare players. you but, don't see from But bail. he
2: left on loan. So it's like maybe Madrid alone
1: failed, but they're probably still going to pay a bulk of that. That salary, yeah. yeah. Talk- I mean, he's also injured, so I don't know if I'm, how many teams are going to take him on, uh, or is injury prone. So he's getting older. Probably a good fit for you know a retirement league like MLS or China.
0: Yeah, we'll- <laughs> yeah. You
1: you you bring up a good point though, Frankie, because Madrid doesn't want
2: to sell him for anything less than they bought him, and they're not going to sell him to like a direct rival. So they're in a weird position where say they sell him on the low cuz he's going to get paid his money at another club. Now he's direct threat to Madrid and, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a weird situation, so it's like cuz this would be when they sell him, you know, two years left cuz after next year they keep probably, he has all the leverage. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting summer or whatever.
0: Yeah, no, definitely still a player with quality, and, and like on the other side, definitely a player who's come up clutch with them. So I think it's a shame to see him to see him conform to the fact that he, he's not going to play. Right? I, I mean, it sucks. I can't blame a millionaire for sitting there and making millions for doing nothing necessarily. He also right? said
1: he also said Madrid golf, or he said Wales golf in Madrid. So publicly, so I'm pretty sure the club is like, well, okay, you're not going to play.
0: His attitude has been, I guess, questionable, right? Because there's that. Then there was him, you know, fake sleeping with his mask over his eyes, right, in the stands and just goofing off. But uh, Zidane has also made it clear that he's not... He leaves him out for quote-unquote technical decisions, right? He doesn't want to use him. So it is what it is. But yeah, you do say that that is another good point. He does present an interesting situation because Alexis is a player who's on loan. um, And then just when it comes... Again, De Gea is another one with whose performance or consistency maybe hasn't been there anymore, but whose wages are just ridiculous, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what Bale does after <laughs> another La Liga victory and another trophy at Madrid um, with little to no participation. Um, again, quick shout-out to Benzema and Ramos, who had stellar seasons for, for Real Madrid. Ramos coming in super clutch with a lot of important goals um, and just leadership, and Benzema again, just kind of being the attack, finished with 21 goals and I believe eight assists, um, easily their most attacking. I struggle to say consistent because he started well and then fell off for large patches of the season and then finished strong, right? But because um, you 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 got to think two Madrid one without Jovic too, bro.
2: Yep. And hazard like, right? Hazard. Where hazard, were where were goal the goals? Yeah, where were the goals coming from? And it was honestly random midfielders, Sergio Ramos, Benzema, the random wingers, and it's just like
1: it was crazy. I
2: don't know. It was it was they, they got the results, which is what champions do, you know.
0: So um, yeah, now uh, to finish and kind of wrap up for La Liga season, um, Messi finished or er, the last match uh, where they destroyed uh, Alaves five zero he finished with two goals and an assist, bringing him to 25 goals for the season and 21 assists in La Liga. Um, incredible numbers, 20 and 20. Again, only the second person to century to do it since Thierry Henry. Um, and, or yeah, second person to do it this century and, um, setting a La Liga record for most assists in a season. The, the record was yeah. 20 by Xavi. Um, and he broke it by one assist. Um, So I mean, what is there to say? What else is there to say about Messi, right? You you can't. I don't feel like you can hold Barcelona's terrible season against him because clearly he he dragged them as far as he possibly could, right? That's fifty goals, pretty much, that he contributed on uh, in La Liga. Um, Well, you you want to probably quote him, right? What
2: did he come out to say after the loss?
0: Yeah, he came out he came out swinging after the loss, saying that they were weak. Um, and inconsistent, and that that the players knew, right? That um, it was going to be a lot of work, and that there was a lack of passion, and and he he spoke of uh, ganas, right, garra, that the players didn't have that desire. So that says a lot from a player like Messi, who usually doesn't say a lot, right? This season, we've we've seen him more and more um, come out and speak out uh, in the media and on social media, um, and he was not happy, um, which leads me to my final question on the the Spanish teams. Um, How do you think this sets up for both Real and and Barcelona in in the Champions League? right? Barcelona started to show maybe some promise under Setien when he started tinkering with the diamond midfield and and playing uh, Ricky Puig and and, uh, Ansu Fati more. Um, Is that enough to get past Napoli and make some damage? Um, Can Real Madrid, off the momentum and strength of winning La Liga, um, turn things around against City? I guess those are two different questions, so feel free to either... Answer one or both, but let's start with you on this. How does this affect them for Champions
1: League? Uh, well, Barca is very much a wild card. Um, I don't think they have; they probably have enough to be Napoli, but moving forward, it's just hard to, to see them be a team like Bayern. Um, I think De Jong was a big reason why they kind of slipped up in the league. He's kind of like their, in a way, in an engine because he does the most running. So they're very, very much a wild card. I don't know which Barca you're going to get, a very slow Barca or a very, I don't know, on-point Barca. So they still have world-class players. You can't can't knock that from them. I think Madrid has a little harder time against City and, you know, without Ramos as well because Ramos is suspended with a red card. So I feel like that's a big loss in the defense. And, like, a leader, you know, who... Besides Cruz, maybe. I don't know. Casemiro, Courtois. I don't know who would take that armband. Maybe Benzema. Um, they still have a chance, though. Benzema does have, like, the third most goals in Champions League. So he's not shy, you know, to perform on the big stage. So for me, th- those teams are wild cards. Um, Madrid has a little harder. Barca just has to play better. So I don't know. Something there for me. Don't, don't Barca have important guys uh, with cards in this?
0: I believe it was uh Busquets and Orvidal, one or both of them. Both. So so in an in a in a in
2: a ideal world, right, Barca fixes their midfield issues with this game because they're gonna have to play De Jong, Rakitic, and Puig, to me at least. But Barca seems to always find a way to uh screw it up or play something else or if they're going to try to do a diamond, or they're not going to play De Jong in what 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 I would see as his optimal position in the hole, right? And it's or like you know what I'm saying, or they'll be do like you know what we're going to throw Sergi Roberto in the mid, and we're going to bench Rakitic. Um, I think uh, kind of what Andre said. I think Barca is a wild card. They're probably going to have problems against Napoli. Um, Napoli has quietly been winning all their games. Even if it was on a 97th minute penalty, I think for extra time goal, um, they present a lot of problems. That Barça is, is like their clear weaknesses: getting overran in the midfield, um, breaking on the counter. So I don't, uh, I don't know. Unless that mid clicks, you know, I think I think we've always been saying that their problems is, are in the mid. Um, I think if they throw in De Jong. Rakitic and puig or Dijon roberto and Rakitic slash puig i think they can they'll find some t- something different that they're gonna be forced to do you know unless they go with that diamond thing again which i don't know that it's yielded the best results Barca yeah. seems to be playing super centrally like they're having trouble getting with um but yeah i don't know i don't i don't give them the best of chance they do have Messi, but it's gonna take a real inspired Messi to 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 really will him through. Uh, as for Madrid, I think they they don't really care if they win or lose. They already won La Liga, so it's like a successful season for them. I think that was what they were going to prioritize, even even if they were going to be ran simultaneously. I thought I thought the champs and the leagues were going to run at the same time, but they didn't. But I think it gives them a little bit more incentive now to really try to pull up an upset against City. But I just don't see them being able to score enough against City, even with City's defensive problems. So I don't. And then how you said it, those are those are key figures are going to be missing in Ramos and and well, just Ramos in general and the defense, especially if they're going to have to come back and win. So I don't. I really don't give them a a good chance in that tie. But I don't know. We'll see. City, City showed a lot of more weaknesses this weekend. So. There's some hope there for Madrid if they do something similar, but I, I think, I think City was gonna come out and and uh and attack and probably win easily.
0: Well, yeah, the the Champions League resumes in August, so now Madrid Barca joins uh, Bayern taking some time off, and I think as far as Barcelona is concerned, um, I agree with the with the term wildcard, Right? It can they can go either way, Jekyll Hyde, they can show up and play some brilliant attacking exchanges with Messi and Suarez, right? Or they can just stink it up and be slow and, and labored like they, like they have been short of ideas. So yeah, that's a toss up there. Napoli, um, Napoli's style is, is destined, like you said, to cause them problems, right? Gattuso is going to have them in there organized, ready to strike on, on the counter with players like Mertens, right? And, and and Insigne. So um, it's going to be tough, and and again, Madrid has got the whole away goals thing working against them, right? That's I think that's significant, and and even if they do score against Man City, can they stop Man City from scoring? Madrid has been excellent defensively this year, but I think just City's got so many weapons, right? Um, and and with the lead, I, I again I don't give. I think Barca gets past Napoli, but. Uh, barely and then after that of course they have to beat either Bayern or Chelsea and Bayern's up on three goals on Chelsea so it looks like Bayern so it uh, doesn't look good for them after that in Madrid of course I'm ruling them out on the away goals but hey stranger stranger things have happened right we've seen Barcelona come back in the remontada we've seen Barcelona lose in two remontadas right so all kinds of craziness um, so yeah La Liga done and dusted for this year We have uh, another champion joining the likes of Liverpool. Elsewhere, it looks like uh, Serie A, Juventus has kind of wrapped up their their ninth straight, their unprecedented ninth straight title. Um, Lazio (laughs) and Inter keep dropping points. Inter tied Roma this weekend 2 2 in in what was a pretty good end to end match. Um, Lazio lost to Juventus today um, after Ronaldo dropped another two goals, uh, one, of course, a penalty of course. Um, And Immobile scored for Lazio. Regardless, Lazio is hurt, banged up, and and just dropping points. Um, And now they're down to fourth place, Lazio, after the last couple weeks. Um, Also, um, Inter is now eight points behind Juventus in second place. So while they're still second, they're eight points behind uh, with four matches remaining. Um, So it's not looking good for, for any of the alleged uh, competitors, right? Uh, yeah. Again, for a second, it looked like Lazio could catch up. It looked like Inter could challenge. Atalanta had an outside chance of still catching up, but then they drew Juventus this past weekend as well, right? Which was another thrilling matchup. Um, so, yeah, it looks like um, Juve is going to wrap it up despite not playing their best, despite not adapting to mo- sorry ball, despite not really having a midfield. Um, but would you guys agree that it's it's done and dusted. It's over. Nobody's catching them.
1: Pretty much. I think, yeah, I think it's over. They beat, nine straight. They beat all the challengers. They took most points against some of their, you know, true contenders. Um, yeah, I mean, even with a bad system, even with sorry, they still have enough talent to win games in Syria. So I don't know. They're they're an interesting team. They definitely. Had a lot of, you know, VAR penalties, but I think that's just how life is going to be now with football. A lot of VAR penalties, and we just got to get used to that on both ends of the field. So you have, you know, Ronaldo scoring penalties like it's a layup. So he, credit to him, 30 goals, that's that's impressive for someone like him. He'll, he'll definitely go down as a great goal scorer for scoring, sure. I think fifty goals in all three different leagues at least. So and the fastest of fifty in Serie A. Um yeah. I think I think that that seals it. And they're just gonna, you know, kind of prep for champions. Let's see how that goes. I think the interesting point we were talking
2: about today was that Iwane was gonna start and Sari was gonna go with CR seven, Iguane and Costa. And I guess Higuaín was injured or got injured during pr- the pregame. So they started Dybala, and it honestly looked like the best Juve today, but it also was against a weekend, Lasio, who was missing five starters. But um, there was a lot more intensity in their, in their game today from Juve in terms of pressuring and marking everywhere. And DiBala was just – he was real sweet with the ball. Um, some of his dribbles are probably the best I've seen in a, in a long time. He'd just be like orchestrating through the middle of the field. He, they're, they're talking about how he's playing kind of how, when he came onto the scene with Palermo, yeah. just right through the middle and kind of just, uh, causing a lot of problems. Um, CR seven played a little closer to, to him today. So he was kind of like right off or right, like right by Dybala. And I think that worked a lot, that worked really well. And I think that's what they're going to have to do moving forward. I think they need to leave Iguain on the bench and use him as a sub and go with DiBala, Costa, and CR7. Um, Raboit has found some type of form in that midfield. Ramsey played today. He looked healthy. Um, things are kind of turning around for Juve in terms of, of, of just playing better. But I think, again, it, it kind of solidifies... Not my theory, but just the bigger teams have more players. They're playing every three days. Like the smaller teams, they just don't have enough depth to really compete like that. You know, last year's not going to have the same type of team every three days that they would do usually every week, you know, for the league right. instead of, so it's like, I think that really takes away from the run that, uh, that a lot of those teams were making because like it was, it's like how you said, it was just like teams were just dropping points not cuz they wanted to but just like it was like it would be a big game for Juve coming up and right before their game it was like Lazio lost or Inter drew and it was like there was never really a game where Juve really had to win remember it got really close at one point and then they still started dropping points all the other yep. teams but yeah kind of like Andre said they have enough to win that league and that's what they've done and they've scored it and- I think DiBala is there. He he's, he's been playing really good, and I've really been liking what I've been seeing from him in terms of they let him be in the middle, and CR seven comes up a little closer. But um, but yeah, I mean ninth in a row. That's kind of crazy. That means the nine. Damn, nine in a row. So, props All to you, decade. man. Yeah, CR seven.
0: I don't oh, know man. what's more. I don't know what's more impressive that CR7 got 30 goals this season, or that there's another player in Serie A that reached 30 goals as well. Him and Immobile are tied for the Italian Golden Boot right now.
2: Well, th- uh, it's, it's crazy because
0: I think the Serie A people have
2: the most goals, like in terms of the top three, top five goal scorers. Yeah, they're like they're all in Serie A. Messi won the Pichichi in Spain with what? 21 goals? 25. 25? He got 25? Yeah. Damn, he yeah. snapped and I thought it was 20. But, um, but yeah, that 30 goals, there's still, what, four games?
0: Yeah, there's still four matches left in Italy, so he can potentially keep racking it's them 35? up. 35,
2: yeah.
0: I believe Viguaín has the record, right? And it was like 36? 30? it was in the high 30s, the, the Serie A. Really? So, unlikely, but even, maybe still attainable even for him. Um, which would be again really impressive in in, in a third uh, major competition. Um, do you think then that um, Juve is set uh, to make a run in the Champions League? I think since CR seven joined two years ago, that's what the the, the mark of success was always going to be, right? We know, like we said, like you guys have just said that Juve's got what it takes, no matter what, to win in Italy. But they were always going to be judged on winning the Champions. Um, do they have finally make a run at the champions and and, and and take it? They've been in the final twice in the in the last decade. Um, is this is this the year for them now?
2: I I will go first. If you want? I, I I don't think so. But I think if they get City or Madrid, that's going to be a hell of a of a semifinal. And I think they're I I like them more than Barca. I like them more than a lot of teams, and I think they're right there, though. So it's it'll really be up to circum circumstances. But if they get if that that would be a juicy tie, Juventus, uh, Juventus City. Yeah, I'll really like that. I'm but also. I, I, w- I wouldn't say they're my like go to, you know, but I think they're they're making their case right now.
0: We're also assuming that they get past Leon because right at the moment they're down one goal to zero. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. But I think yeah, it's safe to say that they get past Leon. Uh What do you think, Andres? Are, are they primed to possibly challenge a City or a Bayern in the Champions?
1: I think Ronaldo is heating up at the right moment, and we all know what Ronaldo can do in Champions League. He's the best goal scorer in its history. Quarterfinals, semifinals—you always see Ronaldo show up. He's, it's not like his, his name isn't on the score sheet. So I think they. Mm-hmm.
0: They just have to write out momentum.
1: Um, Maybe they end the the Italian Serie A scoring goals, you know, and that's what you want in a knockout competition is goals. If uh, Dybala and CR7 kind of show that they're like a really deadly duo moving forward, then, yeah, they move on up in uh, my personal rankings, I'd I'd say, but it's going to be interesting to see how they just continue playing until Champions starts. They definitely do have enough in Dybala and Ronaldo to go all the way in a way, but we'll see. And the depth,
0: right? They just got to get the, the right combination. Um Really interesting stuff. Uh I personally didn't watch the match today. I saw the highlights, but uh I did have the same observations. Dybala is inspired right now, right? And if he can get him and Ronaldo firing like they have been, right? once uh, Serie A resumed, they, they did the first three or four matches where both of them scored in, in the first matches um, after the resumption of play, right? So um, they can, they can definitely be dangerous. And I would say they're probably one of the more defensively sound teams remaining, right? You can't go wrong with the center back pairing of either Chiellini and Bonucci or Delict and Bonucci, right? And Alexandro and Danilo, they, they've got options there. And, and defensive again they just got to get the right mix i feel like in mid right they have options rabio like johnny said has been playing and getting games and minutes and he scored a one not too long ago ramsey's fit and playing uh betancourt has been starting right uh matuidi has been starting pianic is still there so um just a wealth I, wealth of I options th- right
2: i think they're missing a left Field threat though, or like someone who pushes up on the left side. Cause uh, I, I, that's my one critique of them. I think they played everything through the right with Colsta or just up the middle. Like CR7 really isn't going out to the wings and taking on guys how he used to. He's more, he's like, he's in this weird position where he doesn't really want to play center forward, but he doesn't really want to be a winger but he wants to be the forward scoring the goals. So he is, he's like right up there, you know, but he doesn't go, he doesn't really stretch out the field on the left side. And I don't think the mid has been helping out and Sandro hasn't been having a great year. I, I, that'd be my only knock on them. I think some teams are better, better balanced
0: than, than who Juventus is. Well, we'll see because they spent a lot of money to bring uh Ronaldo to, to finally win that, that champions league. So, um, it looks like they're picking up ahead of steam, picking up momentum, and starting to click um, before that returns and and before they play their their second leg um, to Leon. So keep an eye out for Juve; they're they're heating up, right? Like like we like to say. Um, and yeah, Serie A, four more matches. So keep an eye out um, and see how it winds down. Highly it, doubt anything it, crazy it, happens, but yeah,
2: yeah, my bad. Um, kind of just question. It, is it safe to say if, if City would play Juve right now, you guys would take Juve, or who would you take? Obviously, mm-hmm. Form and their ties are still to play, but I think to me, that's really looking like the tie. But I think right now, right now Juve would win, but like how we said, stuff changes a lot in two, three days, two, three games, you know? So,
1: But I don't know. I just want to kind of hear your thoughts. I, I think... think. I go for it. Yeah, all right. Uh, I think Sarri is probably has his biggest challenge deciding uh, who to put on the field. Because obviously, like you said today, he obviously had yeah. an informed player in Diwala and wanted to start Higuain, which maybe was to get Higuain informed as well. But it depends on who, the like you guys have been saying, if they get the right mix. Pep is also one that kind of tweaks his team's last minute, and they don't know what they're, you know... Both teams mm-hmm. struggle with consistency, so it depends. I don't know. These coaches don't really yeah. stick with one team like Liverpool, you know, same starting 11 every game. So it's a, it's really hard to tell who's going to be playing and what the coaches see that we don't. But I probably would favor City just on more offense, offensive power.
0: Yeah, I think it's too close to call. I don't know. I think uh, what we saw from City recently, and especially this weekend, is they're prone to um, individual mistakes defensively. Yeah. Um, which can be dangerous against, you know, the Dibalas, the Ronaldos, right? And, but similarly, Juventus hasn't been all there all season. Like I said, consistency is an issue for both of these clubs. But I think what I do think is whoever wins that tie from, from is, is probably going to win it all the way. Um, they would
2: still have to face the winner of
0: the Bayern, yeah. Uh,
2: Barça.
0: I think either presu-
2: assuming Barça wins or Bayern,
0: ru- Napoli. I'm not ruling Bayern or Bayern out, right? Um, but I think that'll prime whoever up, right? Because Bayern's going to get Barça or, or Napoli, right?
1: And yeah. they're
0: probably, you know, that, that that I think, you know. Like, you very man city this, this has got to be their they okay. the that they can get right i'm r- also forgetting yeah. about psg right but uh, i don't i don't i've never really considered psg a legit champions league contender they're getting closer but not yet and then kind of leave, find, uh, finally to kind of wrap up today we'll jump to to england this last week in england was interesting because we had fa cup action as well as league action so i'll start with the fa cup um, Arsenal shocked City In, a, in the first semifinal um, On Saturday It was 2-0 um, Arsenal uh, Pierre-Emerick, Obama-Yang Once again coming in clutch Proving to probably be Arsenal's most important player um, And scoring This 24th um, Premier League goal Scoring 2 and getting to 24 this season Oh no, I'm sorry but That was for the FA. FA Cup, so it doesn't matter I'm doing wrong math. But either way, he scored two goals, which is clutch. Um, And City had no answers. They had a couple times where they came close. Sterling, in particular, wasted a few good opportunities. Um, And Arsenal, again, I say shocks City and and makes it to to the final um, of the FA Cup. Um, I guess I'll speak briefly about Arsenal. I think some of them, their most, I guess... Controversial players the players that we talk about or laugh about the most actually had a pretty good game for once. Um, I'm talking about the Mustafis, the David Luiz, um, the Granit Xhaka's. They looked pretty solid throughout this match. Of course, the the match winner was Obama Yang, um, mm-hmm. but those players looked decent. I also like what I've been seeing from uh, Kieran Tierney. Um, they've been playing him kind of as like a left back left wing back slash left mid, and and he's been doing pretty well since he came back from injury. I didn't expect Arsenal to win, um, so I I will agree that this was surprising. What do you guys make of City's defeat? Is this bad look on them? Um, Is this just, like Andres was saying, another more proof that they're inconsistent? Um, Do we make anything of this at all?
1: Uh, I'll let you go first. I I think that just proves they're inconsistent. And that is a bad sign when you're prepping for a Champions League run. Because, you know, knockout competition and you know you're losing to Arsenal. I mean, Pep said that he respects him on the pitch. But other than that, he doesn't respect Arsenal. Like, you know, fuck Arsenal. Excuse my language, but basically what he said. Um, I don't know. Maybe Arteta knew. Maybe he Arteta finally figured out Pep and his, you know, his weakness and where he could probably do a little bit more damage uh, maybe through the fullbacks, definitely saw a lot of passes through there. But I feel like City, they're prone to having these games. And it's it doesn't happen once. It happens now probably every three, four games. So it's concerning. That's my only knock on them is they'll completely just shoot on goal and not score. Or Sterling will miss five goals or, you know, players don't show up. I don't know. It doesn't bode well for City, but credit to Arsenal. I mean, I think it's a lot of things. I think
2: City, how you said, they haven't been consistent all year in terms of staying healthy. The they Aguero was injured, and the drop that is from Aguero to uh, Jesus, who I didn't even know if he started, is significant. I think they might have started Sterling in the middle. I can't remember, but um, uh, if Aguero is not playing, City don't look as dangerous. Um, Sterling benefits off to the movement that Agüero does in the middle a lot to get open for his goals, and Mora's was they. I think they had 16 shots, one on target. So it's not for a lack of wanting to win or trying to dominate. I think Arteta did a really good job. He he kind of he knows the team already, so I think he really. I think they only had four shots, four or five. Uh, Arsenal did. Um, I think he prepped the team to kind of counter. Um, they've been showing some heart but I don't really take that much out of it besides that Obama Yang is a star Um, I think it's it, it makes for an interesting final because even though I think Chelsea is the better team I think Obama Yang will be the best player on the field so if he wins that by himself which he probably can he just took out City by himself I mean like those plays like those goals not any player will make those you know that's only, that's like elite, especially off the first goal with the with the punta, with the... One touch. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one just pure blistering speed. Oh, which is my other point. I don't know what's up with Pep, but they don't... Like, Pep does not practice the defense. The second goal, uh, Walker was snoozing. I can't remember who it was on the left side, but that player should have moved forward with the last defender and, and therefore would have left Obama Yang offside, but Pep Pep keeps having this thing where I don't know if he thinks he doesn't need to practice defense, or if he doesn't rate his freaking three hundred million dollar defense because he has a bunch of players that they buy, you know. But yeah, um, I think he needs to tidy tidy it up back there. Where sometimes I think he focuses too much on on the offense and the style, and he 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 gets a little complacent or lazy in terms of like defending. I think the second they, he, they should do better defensively. I think Arteta Arteta was smart. He kind of picked his moments of when they wanted to attack and they got the best out of city. Um, But that's really all I'll take of it. I don't think city's like the worst. I still think they're a good team. They dominated the game for the most part. They just weren't efficient and able to score.
0: Could it be that they Um, just prioritized um, the the Champions League a bit more or they just switched off for the cup? I think it's just they've
2: been irregular all year when it comes to these, like, they honestly didn't need to win the FA Cup, you know? I mean, it is a little bit more concerning, though, you're right. Like, I feel like it's a reoccurring thing, which is why I mentioned earlier, too, over uh, talking or texting, like, the Champions League is really up for anyone, you know? There's going to be interesting. But I think City just needs to work a little more on defense. But I was also hearing, like, people are, like, they're not getting anything from their fullbacks, you know? From Walker or from... Uh, Mendy? I don't... Yeah. So that's been leaving them a little bit uh, short when it comes to offense, you know?
0: Yeah. they They don't offer the same attacking that you usually expect from a pep fullback. Uh, And And then,
2: and then pep got his subs wrong again, this game. I think he took off Gundogan and Mares and threw in Phil Foden and, and another mid, or I think he took off Silva, but it wasn't the subs that he needed to make. And I think, I don't know. I think, think city is looking at do they, I think they're just also a little fatigued from the high standards they have for themselves you know it's a lot of it's a lot of games they've been playing I mean really like a three-year stretch if you're like since pep's been there yeah and they I think uh I read the stat that they've won eight out of 11 domestic trophies or something I think Andres was saying it the other day but um that's what I think I don't know what do you think
0: I, I agree. I think it is part of their inconsistently part of you know just their weaknesses this season. But also, I be, I feel like uh, it may have something to do with this is the only competition Arsenal can win, right? I feel like um, Arteta knows this, and maybe the players is like a pride thing, right? They know they're not going to win the Premier League. They they're not alive in any other European competition. This is it for them because they're probably not even going to qualify for for Europa right now. It's not looking like they're gonna qualify for, for, for Europe. Um so I think it was a little bit of urgency on the Arsenal players part two, right? Knowing that um that they that this is it. This is the one thing they can win. And and let's not forget Arsenal's got a nice little run in the FA Cup in, in modern times. They've won the cup uh two or three times in recent history. I know Arteta won it um, I know he lifted the FA Cup as a captain. I think it was either in 2014 or 2015. But I believe there was at least two two seasons in a row where Arsenal won the FA Cup. So it's definitely a, a competition that they're used to winning. And definitely the only thing that they were getting close to to, to calling a success for, for this year. So I definitely think that contributes as well. Um, so I think both are factors. right? In the other semifinal, Chelsea and Manchester United played each other for the fourth time this season. Twice in the league. Uh, once in I want to say the League Cup, right, or in another competition, um, and now they're playing in the they played in the FA Cup again. Um, this time Chelsea finally came out victorious on the fourth attempt. Um, they beat United this season, um, three to one. Um, and it wasn't even really that close. United didn't show up to play really. Um, they scored late. Um, after the f- after Chelsea had already scored three goals. And I think the biggest headline or the biggest thing to read into this game wasn't just that United was kind of lackluster. You kind of expected it. They had gone, what, 18 matches undefeated, right? Um, so at some point, they were going to lose. some point, they were going to run out of steam. But I think the biggest thing to note about United was David De Gea. This is the highest-paid goalkeeper in the world right now. Um, recently signed to an extension... Um, a year ago by United in 2019, and he was at fault for at least two of the goals. Some say all three, um, but definitely two of the goals. Um, He he had some errors um, that definitely helped Chelsea win this match. Um, So, what do you you guys is this on De Gea mostly? Um, What else are you reading into it? Was it finally United was due for a bad match? Um, Is this a Sign of concern for them going into um, you know the the run in this weekend to, to qualify for for Champions League. Uh, what do you what are your thoughts on De Gea and United uh, just going down uh, the way they did to Chelsea? Let's we'll start with you Andres.
1: Uh, as a player, um, I feel like De Gea or well they De had definitely set the tone with his blunder for that for that match i feel like maybe the second goal he could have saved as Phil Scar was saying in his interview uh when you when when you know when you have someone in the back that you can't trust it makes things a little bit harder chelsea definitely showed a little bit more than united uh the the starting lineup wasn't what they're used to you know going with it was kind of a different team with Igalo coming in and Fred playing, um, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't a, a game that was comfortable for United from the start. I I don't know. They have Europa League still to go for, so they definitely have a lot on their plate. I don't think a FA Cup is really their priority, like Arsenal, like you mentioned. Okay. They they definitely have you know top four spots still fight for, and I mean for them it was kind of like. We're here. We'll try to make the best of it. And credit to Chelsea, you know they finally beat us. So I think they'll just put it behind them and then focus on top four or Europa. What do you think, Johnny? This is what I was waiting
2: for this whole show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think, man, you, I, cause look, coming into this game, I'm like, I've been talking a lot of shit about United, and I'm like, you know what, if they win Saturday they're, or Sunday, they're really going to shut me up, and I'll start giving Gun all some credit, but nope, here he <laughs> comes and messes up the starting lineup, starts making excuses about that they've only had two days rest, and then starts shifting gears towards prioritizing fourth place when this is still a trophy, a pretty nice one to win, and then they've already been beating uh, uh, Chelsea, and he yeah. puts off. It was it was just not what I want. Like this is not what you expect when you think of United. Obviously, they're not the same United that they used to. But if they're gonna if they're trying to look anything toward what I remember United as, or what we all come to expect of them, like they shouldn't have done that. They should have fielded their best attacking side, um, and. And I don't know. I'm just not convinced with Gunnar. Like, oh, I don't think he. I think he's been doing a really good job, and this was kind of a, a opportunity for him to, to really like, convince me at least that he's the guy for the job. Even if they go on to win Europa, or even like, I do think they're going to finish top four, which is, I guess, what he's the real objective. But Man you is a club that should just have like aspire to win everything. And it was really disappointing to see they just came out very flat. And and then it was um the, the the JL goal. The first one, he was not completely at fault. I think he could have done a little better, but I think it was more on Lindloff or whatever. Um, yeah. And then the, the second one definitely messed up, but we've been seeing that already for a while. I, I don't know what to make of it besides he's just not focused. I don't think it's a, thing of him sucking all of a sudden but i do think that it's more of a he's not feeling the competition either from the second goalkeeper or or from 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 all himself you know like i know he's backed him up uh that he's like he hasn't even thought about subbing them out but like yeah. that's more of a mental lapse that he keeps having instead of a I don't think it's that. I don't, I'm not doubting his skill. I think it's something else. Cause like what you said, it, it, or what we've kind of been talking about on the show, or like these guys just get paid so much that they kind of just, He's they're complacent. just out there at some point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think yeah. that's what, I think that's more what it is. But um, United just, they let go of a really good opportunity in my eyes for them to prove something to me. And it kind of throws everything out the window for me at least. Their nineteen game win streak was not that impressive to me. All these clean sheets, like I don't know. I I, I, I don't know what's
0: I'm not convinced with United
2: and I don't think Gunnar should be the coach.
0: I think you brought up something important, right? Is history and context, right? Is we're used to the Fergie teams, and I think you brought up an excellent point. The Fergie teams would go all out and try to win everything all the time, right? Even in the eighty fifth minute of, of a match that they're losing. Right. And, and so I, I totally get what you're saying when you said it was super disappointing to see him field a, a weaker starting 11. Uh, and it was definitely a competition that they could have won. And, and you're saying that historically United goes out to try to win. So I think that's very important. Right. Because and I think that that needs to be taken into context. Right. And United fans and, and our generation, millennials in general, grew up with United being the biggest club in the world and winning 13 Premier Leagues and then having some of the best players ever right so um and the best coach ever so um yeah definitely in the big picture i can understand why you're you're hesitant and that and and that's the wrong phrase i was gonna say not give him credit but why you're struggling to to see um and i, I think it's important right um uh, what you said too is if some three of the i think most important players that they have right now um that were performing well for them pogba greenwood and marshall all did start this match Right. So uh, definitely can understand why he would not prioritize the FA Cup. But I also understand your criticism of that. Right. United is a big club that it goes out for all titles. So uh, definitely hard to, to digest or process that knowing what we know about Manchester United. Flip side, Chelsea. Um, who would have thought that with the transfer ban, with first year Premier League coach Pr- Frank Lampard, they're still in the running for... Three competitions. I mean, mathematically, it's hard to see them coming back in the Champions League against Bayern Munich. But now they're in the final for the FA Cup and they're going to finish for a Champions League spot. Um, Big success for Chelsea, yes?
2: Yeah. Yeah, especially what you said. uh, How much money did Lampard spend this summer? Zero. Nothing. And I keep hearing now that Havertz is almost like a done deal for,
0: for 70 million last, last yeah, one.
2: So Chelsea is starting to mold into like the teams that are doing good right now, kind of high, like high flying offense, you know. They still need to address the back, but uh Chelsea's a good team. They know how to play, they know what they're doing, you know. They to me I see I've seen them play a good amount of times now. I think they play Just very good sound football. Like they're not even at that stage where they're trying to be flashy or impressive. Like everyone is just trying to prove and and really win and just like go out and 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 play. You know, there's nothing fancy of anything that I've seen from this squad. You know, they're all just hard working, trying to trying to score goals and win.
0: Giroud, right with the experience off the bench yeah. uh, helping them. He's been clutch in, in important situations for Chelsea this season, right? Uh, we saw the stat earlier where we debated uh, the importance of Christian Pulisic, right, who's got what, nine goals and eight assists or something like that so far this yeah. season in, in his first season in Chelsea, right? We uh, The members for Mason Mount are pretty good as well, right, who we're saying maybe competes with Pulisic for minutes and, and position, right? But, yeah, contributions from Young players that you didn't expect considering, right, the transfer ban and considering that there was, it was a, Lampard's first year. Um, so, I mean, even if they lose the FA Cup final, I think it's still a big success for Lampard and, and for Chelsea in general. Um, and next year, they're looking like they're probably the biggest threat, I think, to the uh, Liverpool-Man City domination, right? We're talking Berner and Zayek added to this attacking Threat. Um, Giroud is coming back to offer some experience and, and, and goals off the bench. Um, Polisic is going to be in his second season. Hudson and Doy should be a little bit more healthy, right? If he sticks around, um, they well, have, they got I, the
2: money, yeah, they got the money to spend, and they got, and they're probably going to sell two or three they, of
0: these guys. They need defense, but uh, Chelsea has just had a great season, um, and I think now. Uh, I would pick them to win the FA Cup over Arsenal. What do you guys think?
1: I think, um, Drood has been to the FA Cup five times, or he has been. I don't think he has been. So he's going to definitely offer a lot of leadership up top. Arteta is doing a great job with Arsenal and, you know, kind of giving them belief that they are on the right path. Uh, History is kind of on Arsenal side, so I'm going to take Arsenal. I just think, like Johnny said, Aubameyang, probably a little more clinical. And Chelsea, at times, they tend to shut off. They're not always, you know, high gear, high flying. They took advantage of a sleepy, very, you know, error-prone Manchester United. And I don't think if Arsenal show up as a cohesive unit, they, they should probably win this game is what I think. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I, 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 or
0: go ahead. We'll make our picks like official picks as, as it gets closer because yeah. I believe it's on August 1st. But uh, I, I'm picking Chelsea. Andres is picking Arsenal. What about you?
2: I think it's even match. I think what I said earlier, I think Obama Yang is the best player on the field. So I think it. I think he can really probably win it by himself, not to discredit the whole team or whatever, but if if... If I can definitely see him scoring and Arsenal just having to pay the man and build around him, you know, um, I don't know if this is because it's like what it's like what we say. This is what happens in football. Uh, Arsenal beat the top two teams in England two weeks back to back, and all of a sudden we're like, man, they're they're great, you know, or they're they're gonna be they're gonna be good. Like I think Arsenal. More than anything is at least showing signs of of Arteta like being the guy like he he's the guy you know and that's the thing that I don't get from all from Gunner at United I feel like he's proving he's every game he's trying to prove or try to keep his job whereas Arteta is like he's really instilling something in the players and I don't know but I I, I think it's pretty even I am leaning toward Chelsea though.
1: Um. Uh, I, I do have one criticism for this uh, United-Soskar argument that you're saying, though. I feel like you can definitely see a difference in how United attack with, go- with uh, Gunnar Soskar. They're kind of a little bit more faster, fluid. Not always, but they are, get- they are getting there. And this is only a couple games since the full team has been playing. So I think Arteta is just kind of like your Klopp, um, Pep, figure where, you know, players look up to him, whereas Shoshkar probably isn't that figure for United, but, I mean, Lampard as well, I mean, these players kind of look up to great players of the, the club's history, like Shoshkar, the trouble team, Lampard, greatest scoring midfielder, you know, um, so I feel like it, they kind of take an embodiment of what they, how they played, and that's how they feel their teams. So maybe Shoshkar doesn't really man manage everyone. Just kind of tells everyone, "This is how we're gonna play fluid attacking soccer." And this is this is what shows. But he's not really like you know, the the clock figure that we're used to seeing in other clubs.
0: He's a man manager, not an innovator, which I can see as well. The other thing too, I can, uh, I kind of feel like Johnny too when when United permanently kept uh, Scholzgard. I thought it was too soon. I didn't think he had shown enough. Um, but I guess, you know, like you said, the players really respect him. He's a club legend there. Um, and then he knows, I guess, the club culture, you know, and the club in and out, um, which must go a long way, right? Because both him and Lampard are coming from relatively little to no experience at, at this level and, and having relatively... And I guess this is why we have trouble calling it success too or defining what what success is because both Chelsea and Manchester United have been extremely successful in the past. So to say that them finishing third and fourth is a success is, is kind of far-fetched, right? It almost doesn't make sense to say. Um, but I think Solskjaer, the one thing I will give him credit for is doing what um, historically United has done in, in the Premier League and, and promote... Um, those youth players. He's come in and he hasn't been afraid to to play the the Greenwood, right? Before Soul Shark came in, I had never heard of Mason Greenwood, right? Um, I think he's doing a good job of, of incorporating the youth and and, and and incorporating what's available there at the club and working with what he's got. Um, I will say the same thing. I do feel like the same thing I thought when, when Zidane started coaching. I don't think he is necessarily like a brilliant tactician, right? Or, or innovator, like I already said. Um, but hey, look, as he's down now, he's got 11 trophies, right? So uh, I'm not maybe, I'm not on, Johnny's, I guess, on the fence and not sold. I'm a little bit more, not hesitant. I'm still, I, I, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, all, all, the, all, all Gunnar Solskjaer, the manager of one of the biggest clubs in the world, right? But um, since they went, so when he joined, they went up, then they kind of peaked and and plateaued for a second. And then after that rough patch, it's been all up. So um, that being said, I think they finished in the top four. I think um, this weekend, the the Premier League wraps up. um, I think they finished just like that, Chelsea in third um, and United in fourth. Um, right now, Chelsea's in third on 63 points. And Leicester and United are tied for fourth on 62. But Leicester um, has played an extra match. Uh, they lost to Spurs 3-0. to zero. Spurs showing signs of life. Um, and showing that as long as Harry Kane is healthy, they're dangerous. You can't rule them out. Um, Spurs out of the Norway looking... This weekend, very Mourinho-esque, right? Very organized in defense and very devastating on the counter. Um, two of their goals were lethal out of the nowhere uh, counterattacks. And, and again, Harry Kane just needed those two sets of gold um, to get two goals for himself. So um, Spurs, I don't think, is going to reach the top four. Um, they're obviously going to compete for Europa spots, possibly still with the likes of Arsenal and and Wolves and United. Um, Because now I think Leicester, guys, even falls out of the type four. Leicester's in a free fall. They've got injuries. Um, This game, they played um, against uh, uh, Spurs. They played without their starting right back and left back, who are out injured, Chilwell and and Pereira. And then um, their center back was out. Uh, Soyonchu was out. Um, Madison is out injured. It just looks like they're running out of steam. It looks like they they started the first half of the season really well, but they're kind of limping to the end. So Chelsea in third for me. United finish fourth. Um, And I think maybe even Wolves can finish fifth. I can see Leicester spilling all the way down to sixth or something like that. But I think uh, Wolves and Leicester finish in that fifth or sixth spot. What do you guys think?
1: I I think it's a tough ask for Chelsea to stay in third they have to be probably take most points from Liverpool and Wolves which are very two tough tough games Um, I'm not sure if Liverpool is just going to gift them a win I think they still have to show who they are moving forward Uh, I think it's going to be definitely a challenge for them and then like we've been saying all year the season was poised to end probably on match on the final game. So for me, it's going to be the United-Leicester City game that kind of decides who's who's going up and who's staying down. So, so you think United could finish third? If they win, they have to beat West Ham and Leicester. They're definitely a possibility. Um, they could definitely finish third, and Chelsea could definitely just drop out of yeah. top four.
0: So who do you? That's, what are two teams do you have finishing then in third and fourth? In, in no particular order. Which or in which two do you have getting the top, final two Champions League spots?
1: I think it's probably going to be United and shock result Leicester City.
0: Leicester gets in fourth.
1: Yeah, and I think that ruins Chelsea's Champions League plans and throws it all. I'm all for the yes. chaos. I'm here all for the chaos. <laughs>
0: So, oh, Chelsea fans, look away! We are about to get away. that. I just don't see them. Hate. I
1: just don't see them winning, beating Liverpool. Even though I see Liverpool as on and off, but I just Liverpool probably just has. They have to show life and Salah and them. You know, they still quality. I don't. I don't see that as a win for Chelsea. And then Wolves as well. Wolves isn't playing some. it's not to be a great game for that final game, Chelsea Wolves? Because both teams want to play for something. Wolves, probably rope a spot. They have players like Dordade, you know, Jimenez. They have a great midfield. So definitely, it's going to come down to the last game of the season.
0: But Leicester still has to play United, right? So it can very likely end with Leicester on 62 points. United on, you know more than that and and Chelsea already has more than that too. So I, but you do bring up a good point. Chelsea's got a tough run in. They got to play Liverpool and Wolves which are, are two top teams. So um that's not a point. I mean, I knew the schedule and I had looked at it, but I just in the, in that moment had had forgot about that. But that's a that's a good point. Chelsea's got a tough run in. So you've got United and Leicester. Okay, what about you, Johnny?
2: I'll probably just go with you Chelsea and Man U.
0: I can see Chelsea getting maybe a draw in both of those matches, two po- two points out of the remaining two matches that they have, right? But yeah, I, I don't feel. I don't see Leicester getting past United. Um, and I see United beating West Ham, obviously, and being able to beat Leicester. So I think uh, basically what I'm saying is it's unfavorable to Leicester because Leicester only has one match left, and it's against United, right? Um, sure. Chelsea has a little bit more – Chelsea and United have a little bit more leeway. And, again, I I hate to not mention Wolves as much, right? But Wolves, um, again, has the tougher lead-up. They got to play. They won today. Um, Again,
1: um, Wolves. But all is not lost for Wolves. They can still win Europa League and make a top four. So I can see them, you know, kind of feeling bad. They have the harder draw. But they have a hard draw, yeah, in Europa. So they have a lot a longer road a harder road to get a top four if they miss out but definitely for them they want they want a european competition so they're gonna play for it you know
0: so you don't see leicester falling out though of the champions league spots
1: i don't know how they're still in fourth place they've given us really no reason why they should be there but out of you know out of nothing they pull out a win against sheffield and all of a sudden they're still back you know on fourth place We'll see. We'll see how they
0: do in the last game. When's the last time anybody was this excited for third and fourth place? Right, only in the Premier League, yeah. where we've we've known the champion, but it's going to come down to the last day. Um, who's going to uh, who's going to get those Champions League spots, which are so crucial? So again, if you've now, if if you've if you've never watched the Premier League or if you've been snoozing on it recently or since the restart, this weekend is, is when to watch it because there's going to be a lot of drama um, as far as determining those crucial European spots. So uh, we'll definitely be making our picks for that because mm, some teams in England have two matches. Um, they all have definitely at least one and everybody plays the final match on Sunday. So Sunday will be the day to be on NBCSN, folks. Um one other um, thing, or just sorry, miscellaneous things to kind of wrap up um, this week's show before we make some picks. Um, Another quick shout out to Messi. I know we mentioned that he had 25 goals and 21 assists and and broke the assist record for La Liga, but he also is now the seven-time Pichichi in La Liga. For those of you who don't know what the Pichichi is, it's the golden boot for Spain, the highest scorer. He's now won it seven times. Um, I mean, he spent his whole career in Spain, but uh, the legendary Telmo Sarra had six. Um, I know one of my favorite players, Hugo Sanchez, they called him El Penta Pichichi because he won it five times. Messi has now won the golden boot for Spain five times now, or seven times now. Um, So just to kind of add to to the myth of the man there. um, So shout out to him for that. Also, quick shout out to Leeds United. Leeds United, a historic club in England. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Leeds is huge. Um, it's one of the bigger clubs in, in England. A lot of people support Leeds. Um, they're coming back to the Premier League um, after at least a decade in the lower divisions. Um, Marcelo Bielsa, el loco, um, yeah. has been their coach for the last two years and, and has managed to bring them back up to the Premier League. So, uh, I have no real personal attachment or stake in leeds united but i'm happy to see them back in, in the top division um when we were young they were even in the champions league um you know in 04 05 they had players like rio ferdinand and harry Kewell, um and i think other other big names that played there at united before they they went down to the lower division so shout out to bielsa shout out to leeds united um and then it's good ooh, to ooh. see them again Who's who's
2: uh who's up for relegation then? I think Norwich is already done.
0: Norwich City's going down. Uh, I think Bournemouth is going down.
1: And there's one more. There's uh, Villa and Wofford. Oh yeah. Watch. I, well.
2: I think Villa
0: saved themselves already. Well they play Arsenal. Oh no, that's
2: West Ham. I'm sorry. Yeah. West Ham is saved.
0: Yeah. But uh, Norwich City is already down, right? And then we have uh,
1: down. Yeah, in- Bournemouth is down already. Um, so, yeah. So that Bournemouth team is getting rated for its best players, I'm assuming. Yeah.
0: We're already hearing rumors of Nathan Ake going to potentially um, Man-, City. Uh, Man City, the former Chelsea center back who's been at Bournemouth for the last couple of years and been under the radar good. It uh, looks like he's going to be joining Laporte as the center-back pairing there at, at at City. I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but just so that you've got that on your radar as well. Um, and then finally, kind of the last thing I wanted to bring up before um, we go to picks. The Ballon d'Or is canceled, guys. Uh, France Football, which gives out the, the award annually, has said that due to the COVID interruption, they are canceling this year's... Uh, award so i think we can all agree that robert Lewandowski is getting shafted right he was going to win it he should have won it and now he won't
1: ramos messi benzema you know all these players that could have won it yeah and i mean i can understand why because so many leagues canceled or the french league canceled and you know you really can't compare players when they don't wait and finish their season um feels weird not to have an individual award, but at the same time, it's been a weird season with the restart and um, the pandemic, so it's definitely not... It's hard to pick a winner. You probably have to go based off, um, you know, personal stats instead of kind of, like, their importance to the team and their running champions. Uh, France football was basically just, like, you know, no Ballon d'Or, no French League, no nothing this year. <laughs> Cancelled, cancel season, right? Do so you think it was uh, there's a couple candidates
0: for it? You don't think it was Lewandowski?
1: Uh, I very much think it was Lewandowski. I mean, a lot of people probably believe him, believe it because he's probably been the best striker all year. Uh, Messi definitely up there as well. Um, people have like uh, Virgil and Benzema and Ramos.
0: I think CR7's got to be in that conversation too, considering the 30 goals and another title, right? Messi didn't win a title, but those numbers are ridiculous. So I think he's got to be in the conversation. And Lewandowski could very potentially win a trouble and his goal-scoring numbers are are off the charts. So I think any of those three would have been decent. I would have given it to any of those three, but I think Lewandowski this season would have been the most deserving, honestly.
1: Yeah, he had like ten goals in Champions League group stages already, so that he was on pace, you know, to have a really high scoring campaign as well. Maybe yeah, would, fifty goals. 50 I was goals. joking
0: with Rafa that it would be the year that it looks like Messi or Ronaldo aren't gonna win it, that it gets cancelled, right?
2: Yeah. I I don't know how I didn't feel any way about it, but I think it's I think they still should have had it. It's just that whole France France connection. What Arandres said: uh, No French, French league, no nothing. Yeah, cancelled. Cancelled, right.
0: right? They cool. still got the
2: FIFA's the best, though.
0: Yeah, they can still do. Yeah, they still have the the FIFA awards. So I guess that'll be the the big one to watch for this year, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I think the this last couple of years they've been the same, right? Messi won the Ballon d'Or and won the best, right? Um, I, th- I
2: think they had been favoring Real
0: Madrid, to be honest.
2: CR7 but but we'll, we'll we'll get to that when it comes I guess if but ideally yeah ideally Lewandowski would has been the best player I think or goal scorer won the league Messi yeah. has that against him that he hasn't won the league but say he wins the champions and then all of a sudden you're like that's the best player
0: yeah no uh, again it would have been a kind of a toss up I agree um one last shout out I guess um man I just had it and I forgot it off the top of my head I had I thought of a shout out didn't write it down <laughs> to a and player now, and now I forgot it crap oh uh, no it might have been something else I can't even remember anymore uh but yeah I guess we'll go straight into to the picks uh for this week they're mostly uh I mean at this point there's only Premier League matches and Serie A matches, so it's four Premier League matches and and two Italian League matches for for this week, so um, here we go. Um, United versus West Ham on Wednesday, the 22nd at noon on NBCSN. What do you guys got? I got United. Yeah. Famous. United. I got United as well. I think they I think, bounce back
1: from this this first loss in a while. Yeah, it's better to get the loss out now than in the league. So you know, you'll probably take the same starting eleven with you know, Mason Greenwood, Pogba, Fernandez, etc. Martial, Rashford against C-S3. an
2: against an already saved West Ham who has nothing to play for. Yeah, That's what Gunner really mm-hmm. soak short Rested players for
0: there you go that's another good point right is okay if you're going to prioritize what are you really prioritizing that's an excellent point um moving on liverpool versus chelsea andres has already stated that this could be huge um in the running uh this is also on wednesday the 22nd immediately after united versus west ham at 215 who do you guys got liverpool or
1: chelsea Man, don't fail me now, but I got Liverpool. And every time I go to Liverpool, they tend to draw or lose. And I'm just like, wow. When I don't shit on them, they fucking win. But, yeah, I think that, I think they have enough to win. Still Liverpool. I mean, how can you go against them?
0: What do you got, Johnny?
1: I
2: mean, I don't know. I, I, do, I, I want to say draw, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I'll go Chelsea. I think Liverpool don't even care anymore. They're like... Oh, but they, they is this the game they would lift the trophy at? No. Well, then, yeah, I'll definitely go with Chelsea.
0: Damn. I'm going to go draw just because I feel like Liverpool is switched off um, and Chelsea um, feels the heat, right? They feel those teams right behind them right there that could potentially finish in those spots. So, um, I think, I mean, again, Liverpool is switched off, but it's still Liverpool. They're still the champions, so um i'm prepared for like a one one um so i'll go with the draw uh then we jump to the final day of the season on sunday everybody playing on sunday uh leicester versus united who you guys got this is at 10 a.m that's the other thing that's irking about the last day of the season is everybody plays at the same time um so all of these premier league matches on sunday will be on at the same time 10 a.m on nbcsn uh leicester versus united who's it gonna be
1: I'll go draw. Yeah, I got
0: uh, United. United. I got United in that one as well. So uh, Andres and I are picking United to win twice in the next week. We'll see how that goes. Also on Sunday, once again at 10 a.m., also I guess on NBCSN or one of the NBC affiliates because they'll all be on at the same time, Chelsea versus Wolves. Another one with pretty huge implications in the race for European spots. Who do you guys got?
1: I got a draw for that game. I'm pretty. I'm pretty much sticking with Chelsea, you know, crashing out. Except I don't know if the way I called it leads to a Chelsea crashing out scenario. Yeah, I don't think it does from what you said. Right or maybe it does no
2: because you pick yeah it does because you picked Liverpool and you picked United
0: yeah, yeah. so that yeah. means Chelsea
2: lose points and
0: yes you are true you are on brand you are staying consistent <laughs> okay so yeah then I got the draw what about you i
2: take I'll take Wolves Ooh. I, th- I think Chelsea loses but it doesn't matter because United will draw and Chelsea will beat Liverpool but I want to say that I think. It was a shame Wolves didn't have more players, enough depth, but I'll say it again, too. I think Wolves should have six more points than they have currently, and United should have six less points than they have currently. Because I feel like a lot of calls went against Wolves' way. I, just off the top, uh, the, the Liverpool game, when they called that goal offside, uh, that would have been three points against, and they would have beat. Liverpool been the first team to beat him. But um, I got Wolves. Jimenez scores again. Again. He's been scoring
0: literally every game. And his last goal was a golazo. Uh, and then, yeah. The half volley. I'm going to actually, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think Wolves will have a strong showing. I just think Chelsea can score as well. So I'm going to go with Andres on, on this one and, and pick the draw. Because I think both teams will come out pretty strong. And yeah, shout out Jimenez, having a great season, all-time high-scoring Mexican in the Premier League now, and high-scoring forward for for Wolves, Um, not just forward, player in the Premier League. Nobody scored more goals in the Premier League for Wolves than Raul Jimenez now has, so that's awesome. Now, guys, we switch gears to the Italian League, Serie A, on Wednesday, 7 22. That's July 22nd. At 2.45 on ESPN Plus, we have Inter versus Fiorentina. Fiorentina hasn't been the best lately, but they're a historic club in Italy. Um, And Inter's in second place, and they need to to make up some ground, um, especially during this match if they want to catch Juve at all. Who do you guys got? You got Inter bouncing back after a draw?
1: I got Inter winning, yeah. Yeah, me too. Conte called out Erickson for being too nice. Um, I think he showed some life there. Alexis Sanchez is playing well.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's one. I, I remember my two shout outs now, quick shout out to Alexis Sanchez, who in, since the return has been involved in at least seven goals, right? Or he's got something crazy, like seven assists, um, since the return of Serie a. Um, looks like once he finally got some rest, he came back like a different player. Cause I think Alexis, biggest problem was that for years he was just playing constantly he was carrying Arsenal for a while. Then he played in back-to-back summer tournaments for Chile. Then to United, he was burnt out. you know. So I think the, yeah. the corona pandemic finally gave him a chance to charge those batteries. And, and it looks like it. Because, uh, yeah, he's been looking inspired. Uh, so shout-out to him. Uh, doubt he stays with United. But shout-out to what he's been doing right now. I think he helps Inter uh, keep some hope there. Uh, which is funny. We all picked Inter again. And last week, we all picked Inter, and they they tied. So we'll see if it pays off this week. Uh, And finally, in Serie A this weekend, on Friday, also at 2.45 p.m. on Plus, AC Milan, who has been resurrected the last month or so, um, plays Atalanta. This could be a very high-scoring match because Milan just scored another five goals this weekend. Atalanta, we know, scores probably more than anybody in Europe right now. Who do you guys got?
2: I'll take Atalanta for the win.
1: Uh, I think we're probably starting to see Atalanta wear down a little bit, and I'm going to go with the draw here.
0: With the draw? Oof. I'm going to go... Man, I don't know. I'm going to go Atalanta with, with this one, too. Milan has been hot, but I think Atalanta has just got too much. They play so much more differently than most teams in in in, uh, in Italy. They 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 play a little bit of that three five uh, two action that uh, Conte is kind of familiar with so um, and then they don't have like per se like superstars, right? But they have a lot of decent players who bought in and know their role. Right. So I think, you know, sometimes Muriel comes in off the bench and scores like two or three goals, right? Um, their parts are interchangeable. So um, I'll go to Atalanta with that. And that wraps up our six picks for this weekend. We'll see if Andres can continue um, his good run of form or if Johnny or I can bounce back. Uh, the other shout-out I remember now was a quick shout-out to FC Porto. Porto uh, won the Portuguese League um, in these last few days. Very quietly, we kind of forgot about the Portuguese League and that, the fact that it came back. But our boy Tecatito, Tecatito Corona, got his second yeah. league title there. In Portugal um, and there's even rumors of uh, Tecatito going to Spain I'm hearing um, so maybe hopefully he makes a transition to, to bigger things I did
2: have a shout out too who who do we think wins the the, the boot in, in England
0: Obama Yang's in first right now right I think
2: That's I, they're all close I think Vardy's right there oh Obama yeah and Salah is there still too I think
0: I'm gonna go Aubameyang. Aubameyang tied Salah and Mane last year, but uh, I think I'm gonna yeah. Aubameyang has just been really hot recently. So they're gonna they
2: they play Liverpool though, so we'll see. And then they I don't know who their last game of the season is against. For Arsenal.
0: Yeah, off the top of uh, they play Aston Villa this week, and then I forget who they close out against but they play as they play Watford. Oh, Watford. Yeah, no, those are two weak sides that I think they can take advantage of. That does line up nicely for Obama. Yang. We'll see. But yeah, once again, thank you everybody who joined us live this week. We had a lot to talk about. Um, Thanks to anybody who commented. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, Please. If you haven't commented, um, let us know what you think. Give us your thoughts on, on your favorite team on current events. Um, and again, keep your eye out on the Premier League, especially this weekend. It's the last, uh, round of matches, um, and there's a lot to play for in terms of European football. So definitely watch some Premier League if you haven't lately, uh, keep your eye out on the Italian League, um, watch some MLS, um, actually Orlando and, and Philadelphia are playing right now, I think, uh, wrapping up their last group match, um, and again, um, Keep su- thank you. Keep supporting us, and thank you for supporting us. And also support um, FHP uh, coming at you with another uh, fight card um, as the events at Fight Island wrap up this weekend. Another fight night with uh, a great matchup: Robert Whittaker versus yep. Darren Till. Um, so follow the Full Heel Network and be on the lookout for Fight Companion this Saturday for another stacked card in the UFC. Um, So, yeah, for Johnny, Andres, Rafa, and myself, thanks again. Hit the subscribe, hit the like. We'll see you all next Monday um, or on Saturday if you're into UFC. Peace out, y'all.